What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Well, if the Lakers haven't built on the theme of the year, which has been resiliency, I don't even know what to tell you on the Hoopball Lakers podcast. Welcome in and welcome back, everybody. This is the Hoopball Lakers podcast with your main man, Ethan Noroff, going on a solo ride today to catch up on what's been going on in Lakerland. Obviously, this has been a challenging stretch for this team. There's no question about it. It will continue to be a challenging stretch, which is one of the main topics of this episode. We'll get into the roster construction, obviously some new parts. Last time I talked to you guys, we were talking about Andre Drummond and welcoming him in. Well, they have yet another new member of the Los Angeles Lakers this season in Ben McLemore, who will debut with the team shortly. And ultimately, nothing is going to matter until at least one of LeBron and Anthony Davis get back on the court and that's really what it is in laker nation laker faithful i mean the reality is when lebron hit the sidelines i think everybody around here definitely speaking for myself on this one at minimum but i think everybody around here would say look the lakers can find a way to somehow go 500 during a stretch where there's no lebron and there's already no ad but now no lebron and no ad i think you've got to be grateful Obviously, the acquisition of Andre Drummond was treated as large news, and it's not that it's small, but again, just to be mindful that sometimes the name can trump the game in terms of the the value, and again, LeBron and AD, the real AD, Anthony Davis, sorry, Andre, but it's the truth. Until those two guys get back, not a lot changes. Drummond's debut was cut short by a toe injury that sounds absolutely disgusting and painful. I'm glad his toenail is on the way back, apparently is the latest update, and he looks like he's going to get back on the court. Now, obviously, the Lakers could use him. There is some great irony here, right, in the fact that Marcus Saul has finally started to show up a little bit in the last couple of games. I mean, losing your job can certainly be a motivator, being told, you know, when you were signed to be the starting center that, hey, you're, you're our third or fourth option, right? It'd be sort of a swift kick to the nuts, especially at this stage of your career. And, you know, every player has got an ego, and not to say Mark has an ego in the in the traditional sense, right? I'm talking about Nick Young here, after all. What I'm saying is every player has, you know, a certain belief about what they bring to a team. And although players can bring more off the court at around the period of time where Mark is than they can on sometimes, you know, sometimes that's not why they want to continue playing the game, right? Jared Dudley is a very good example of that. Jared Dudley is thrilled to play, but really he's there to be a player coach. And he really excels and enjoys that role. You know, Marcus Saul, I think he wants to play. I think that's that's his calling right now. So just some irony there in terms of his elevated play, which we'll get into shortly. But Andre Drummond will be the starting center for this Lakers team. He's on his way back. He can only help. And look, since LeBron hit the sidelines, we're talking about March 20th since. The Lakers are four and six. Okay. They've played some tough teams along the way, but their schedule has had some winnable games. And look at those games, the Cavs, or excuse me, not the Cavs. That was before, that was, uh, yes, the Cavs, the Magic, right? The Kings, and then most recently the Raptors, bit of a surprise, but most recently the Raptors. 
maybe not a surprise in terms of the win with all the injuries the Raptors are dealing with, but more in terms of the way that the Lakers won that game up huge and, and early and throughout that game. But yeah, the Kings, the Cavs, the Magic, and the Raptors. I mean, losses to the Clippers, to the Bucks, right? We, we kind of knew that was going to happen. To the Sixers, the Hawks was a tough one. That's the game LeBron goes down. The Suns, the Pelicans, you know, there's an argument to be made. Lakers could have won that game against the Pelicans, but save it for another day. But now is really when it gets interesting for the Lakers because neither LeBron nor AD are around the corner here, okay? And the Lakers are entering a much tougher stretch than the one that they just came off. You got Miami, Brooklyn, the Knicks, the Hornets, if you want to call that a break. But then it's the Celtics, the Jazz, two in a row against the Jazz, as a matter of fact. Then two in a row against the Mavericks before you play the Magic. We're talking about April 26th by that point. Then you got the Wizards, the Kings, the Raptors. Then the Lakers finish the season. You're talking Nuggets, Clippers, Blazers, Suns, Knicks, Rockets, Pacers, Pelicans. It's going to happen quick. And the Lakers need to get their big boys back onto the court. Now, obviously, there's nothing they can do to rush the timeline. You know, time moves at the same speed no matter what zone you're in. But it really just underscores the importance, obvious, obvious importance of those two guys as a team. As of the time this podcast is being recorded, the Lakers are sitting in the five seed, right? That three through five is sort of a, a grab bag there. A lot of movement in that range. Suns are up in the two seed, and the Jazz continue to, to hang out on top. Lakers could very well find themselves in a play-in situation if LeBron nor AD are back in the, in the immediate future here. We're going on two months for Anthony Davis without and it's only been a few weeks without Bron. I know it feels like a lot longer. So as the Lakers move forward here, they have to be mindful of these things. Because the season is going to dry up in a quick way. They have to come out and play with a purpose and a passion right away. They cannot afford to lollygag their way into games because there is no saving it. And that was one of the things that I was most encouraged by about the, about the game against the Raptors. Lakers scored 40 in the first quarter, up 12. Then they held Toronto to 14 points in that second quarter. Lakers were up by almost 30 points at halftime in this one. I mean, it was very nice to see. And Lakers didn't even have a 20-point score. But you had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Seven different guys, including Devontae Kaycock, by the way. 10 points and 8 rebounds in 17 minutes after Trez was ejected in this one. But seven guys in double figures. And it didn't include Kyle Kuzma, who only had eight points. So I think that's good. I know that that's good. We all know that that's good. But the Lakers are going to need that that continual sustained effort. They're going to need everybody to contribute. They're going to need this version of THT to show up every night, which is not necessarily always the case. KCP, same deal. Alex Caruso, same deal. Marcus Saul, we already talked about. Markeith Morris has been sneaky good for this team. Again, maybe one of the greatest buyout candidates in league history before this season anyway. <laughs> okay. But in terms of what he's been able to provide this Lakers team, I mean, Frank Vogel said it himself. I don't think the Lakers, you know, win it in the bubble in terms of how they're constructed without having Marquise Morris at least on the floor. That was a big front court for them. He's been a nice contributor. And he came back to the Lakers for a chance at another ring. I'm sure he could have made more money elsewhere. Right? 
And that's the thing. You, you only get the discount for these guys, and these guys only stick around when things are going well. When things start going sideways, it's a lot easier to join, to join the next party in town. We've seen that with Brooklyn already. Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge on a roster that has Nicholas Claxton. Okay. Interesting. Now, obviously, you know, I get it, right? You get it from Blake's perspective because, I mean, he just spent the last, what, what feels like 10 years in Detroit probably, at least from his perspective. And you really get it for Aldridge because, I mean, just the trajectory of his career, totally understand why he's chasing a ring right now. And for what it's worth, if I could only have one, I would have rather had Aldridge than Blake in terms of the Lakers, okay? But that's a, that's a ship that sailed. Andre Drummond is here. And now Ben, ben McLemore is here. And I'm curious to see how the Lakers use him. Because it, it seemed just odd that the Rockets woke up one day and were like, you know what? We don't need Ben McLemore around anymore. Right? So I don't want to say that Ben McLemore might have had an idea that there were greener pastures elsewhere. Of course, represented by Clutch. So infer what you will. Okay. But, you know, that was exactly the kind of player the Lakers needed on the buyout market, who was not on the buyout market prior to McLemore becoming suddenly available out of nowhere. It's really incredible, actually, if you think about it. Okay. Now, Ben McLemore has had sort of a, we'll call it, star cross career when it comes to what he's done in the NBA. Obviously, he came in with, you know, some pretty significant fanfare. I mean, that's what happens when you're drafted seventh overall, right? He was drafted seventh overall in 2013 by Sacramento Kings. Okay. It never really worked out in Sacramento. He was never the player I think they so desperately wanted him to be. So it didn't work out there. He goes to Memphis for a quick, you know, hey, how are you? And actually winds up going back to Sacramento. Still didn't work. Then he finds himself in Houston, where in Houston, he's gotten himself before this season back on track from behind the three-point line. In fact, his, his, in his first season in Houston, he shot 40% from three and 2019-20, This year, Ben McLemore has not been able to find the range. 33.1% from downtown. Okay, that's not even like respectable at this point. Given where the NBA has evolved to, you know, you used to think, look at a guy and say, oh, 33%, that's not bad, right? That's not good. For context, Marcus Saul, 36.5%. Maybe that's the best way to say it, okay? Marcus Saul's been more of a three-point shooter than Ben McLemore this season. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Now, hopefully a change of scenery changes things for Macklemore, right? Well, obviously, that's, that can be the case sometimes for some guys. But I guess my larger question is, where do his minutes come from? Now, obviously and impressively, really, when you think about it, defense hasn't been the issue for the Lakers since their main dogs have been out. Of course, it hasn't been as good 
but it has not been their primary issue. The primary issue has been offense and really struggling to produce. Again, something we all knew was going to be coming. So in the most recent game against the Raptors, you had Wesley Matthews play 23 minutes, THT 26, Caruso 28, KCP 26, Schroeder 27. And the reason I do that exercise is because it's the long way of saying they all basically played the same amount of time. Now, part of that was due to the score. Part of that is due to the Lakers are going to have to shuffle it up. I don't know how many minutes the Lakers anticipate McLemore playing from the onset, but if he's going to come in and play 20 minutes per game, I have to imagine it's going to come a little bit from Wes Matthews or maybe a lot of it from Wes Matthews. And it may come from KCP as well. They really need Caruso out there without LeBron available. You know, THT is as capable of being a primary ball is not a primary ball handler yet, if that even makes sense, right? Like he's capable of it. You're okay with him doing it sometimes, but shouldn't necessarily be an all-the-time thing. I'm okay, and I'm comfortable with the ball being in Caruso's hands. I trust him to run an offense. I don't trust THC to do that. Not yet. Okay. So with McLemore coming in, that's how I think it shakes out. I'd be surprised if he plays more than 20 minutes, at least initially, but we'll see. And in terms of Drummond coming back, I mean, to be honest with you, when he first got onto the floor for the Lakers, now, tough matchup for him, right? It's not like he's coming in and playing a team that's much smaller. He's coming in and facing Brooke Lopez and, oh, by the way, this guy named Giannis, who's the same size. So it's not an easy task. He lasted 14 minutes and really barely made an impact. He had a couple nice moments in the first couple minutes. Didn't really do a whole lot after that. In fact, got beat defensively once or twice as well. Again, Andre Drummond brings a lot of size. He is one of the most prolific rebounders I've ever seen and probably the NBA has ever seen. But I don't even know Okay, when you you think of big three, like on any other team, if Andre Drummond was the third leg of a big three, are are you worried? And if it has to take LeBron and AD to even bring that into the conversation, then I think that's sort of reflective. Okay, now he's a better passer than I think I gave him credit for and maybe some others give him credit for. But some of the fundamentals, some of the, just the the basketball sort of fundies, there's a lot of room for improvement. Now, he'll have highlight plays, right? JaVale McGee had a lot of highlight plays. But part of the reason JaVale McGee got freakish blocks sometimes is because he was out of position defensively and he had to fly back, right? So I'm not saying Andre Drummond is JaVale McGee. But what I am saying is I don't think Andre Drummond, Ben McLemore, or any combination of new players not named LeBron James or Anthony Davis, is going to elevate the ceiling for this team right now as it's constructed. Okay, The Lakers don't have that third guy. They've wanted Kuzma to be that third guy. He's not. They've wanted Schroeder to be that third guy. He's not. And again, it's not a knock on either player. But neither of them are that third star that in the event that these two have to miss time, the Lakers are still going to be able to win the majority of their games. This team, really, as constructed over an 82-game season, would be lucky to win 40 games. That's the big difference. That's how much superstars matter. Okay? 
And when you look at the Lakers' schedule going forward, not only is it, is it difficult in terms of sort of the road ahead, right? And I use that term purposefully because the Lakers play their next four games, one, two, three, four, all the way from Staples, okay? And down the stretch, as the Lakers wrap up the season, they spend a fair amount of time on the road. So the Lakers aren't in this position where, you know, they can lollygag into it. I think the return of fans will help. I will say that. I think the return of fans will really help this team at home. I think that's something that they've missed all year, obviously. But I think it's actually impacted their play because Staples Center can really be an electric place. Right? And it can be an intimidating atmosphere for the opposition to come into. It really can. So I think there's merit to that. But ultimately, the Lakers need to get their big dogs back on the floor. Okay? As for the supporting pieces, I mean, look, we all really want Taylor Horton Tucker to be that guy. We all really want Taylor Horton Tucker to just continue to grow exponentially every night. In the last handful of games, last few games, he's been pretty good. Okay? He's got seven steals over his last few games. He's averaging 16 points over his last few games. His three-point shot has come back around a little bit over the last few games. He's starting to cut down on the turnovers. Still an issue, but starting to. So you like what you see there, right? You like what you see there. Kyle Kuzma is just such an interesting guy. What an interesting basketball player. I'm curious to see how he re-adapts, re-acclimates to his role once LeBron and or AD come back, and especially when both are back. Because he had two games, you know, against the Bucks and the Kings, and in a game against the Kings, he went off for 30 points. Maybe a little stick it to you for Luke Walton. But since then, his shot's gone missing. He's 5 of 23 over the last two games. 2 of 15 from 3. Lakers are going to need more from Kuzma. That's just the bottom line. Right? And we really didn't get to evaluate what was going to look like with Drummond and Trez. Because like we said, Drummond was barely available in his debut. So that's something that I'm watching for. Because Frank Vogel has said, look, we need Trez's offense. And he's right. I mean, it's it's crazy. (laughs) I don't think any one of us were, were planning to sit here saying that. But he's right. Okay? And, and, and Trez, for his part, I mean, shoot 63% from the field. Seven, over 70% from the free throw line. So, so I'm okay with it because the team needs it. Now, I'll talk a little bit about Dennis Schroeder to wrap things up here. We heard through back alley channels, a.k.a. Brian Windhorst, dropping it on a podcast. Kind of as just a, hey, by the way, how the hell are you? Oh, by the way, the Lakers tried to offer Schroeder four years, 84. All right, for context, that's the maximum amount of money they could have offered him right now on an extension. But then Wendy sort of, you know, contextualized it, for lack of a better word, and he goes, all right, well, you know, we don't know how much of it was guaranteed. We don't know what the structure was, but this is what I've kind of heard. Now, I respect what Windhorse does. He's got a long track record, long career of obviously being uh, in NBA basketball, but even prior to that, following LeBron since before his NBA debut. 
But in an age of instant information, if you've got real information to put out into the ethos, you think you're just going to r- drop it on some random podcast? With all due respect to, to, to this audience, you think if I had some big juicy nugget about the Lakers and I knew I could be first and credited and sourced accurately in an age of instant information that I would have to tape it on a podcast? Come on, man. The only way that's happening is if we get a free agent to reveal he's coming to Lakers on this show. But you never know. Stay tuned. Okay? But come on, that information is going to be out there. So take it with a grain of salt. Well, if Schroeder wants to make $20-plus million as a Lakers starting point guard, he's going to have to shoot the ball better, man. Now, he's had 8-plus assists in three of his last four games. You like that? Okay, he's in double digits in three of the last four. You like that? But what you don't like is the field goal percentage. 6 of 18, 3 of 12, 3 of 7. I need to see some better efficiency from Dennis. Beginning of the year, that boy was really on point with his shot. Since the beginning of the year, it's fallen off a cliff. Declined almost every month, right? Went back up in February after a horrid January, but now back down. In April, barely shooting 40% from the field. Incredibly, shooting over 55% from three over the last few games. But barely clipping it at 40% from the field. Got to be better, Dennis. Got to be better than a 2-to-1 assist-to-turnover ratio, too. I'd like to see improvement from that. All right, so as, as the clock continues to move forward and we just wait and wait and wait for AD and LeBron to come back, the Lakers are going to have to continue to get that mixed balance. We hope that Andre Drummond can, is, is something that the Lakers can really utilize and sort of serve as a spark. Ben McLemore has got to contribute, but it's going to be all hands on deck to survive this tidal wave. All right, follow the Hoopball Lakers podcast at Hoopball Lakers. You follow me on Twitter at Ethan underscore Noroff. And until next time, I'm out. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hero.co.